Good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Lord. Lord, we give you praise. We give you worship. Lord, for the breath of life, for waking us this morning, for the beauty of today, we say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for counting us worthy today. Daddy Lord, we say thank you, Jesus. Who are we that you are mindful of us, Lord? We return all the glory, all the honor to you. We thank you for your love, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. As we meditate on your word today, Lord, minister to us in the name of Jesus. Speak to us in a way that we would understand in the name of Jesus. And let your word become light in us in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. For in Jesus' name we worship. Amen. Good morning, everyone. I welcome us to another episode on Iron Sharpens Iron. I trust we are good and we slept well. Right, today we will be reading from the book of John chapter 5. I read. Later, Jesus went to Jerusalem for a special Jewish festival. In Jerusalem, there is a pool with five covered porches. In Aramiak, it is called Bethsaida. This pool is near the cheap gates. Many sick people were laying on the porches beside the pool. Some of them were blind, some were crippled, and some were paralyzed. One of the men laying there had been sick for 38 years. Jesus saw him laying there and knew that he had been sick for a very long time. So he asked him, do you want to be well? The sick man answered, sir, there is no one to help me get into the water when it starts moving. I try to be the first one into the water, but then I try. Someone else always goes in before I can. Then Jesus said, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. Immediately the man was well. He picked up his mat and started walking. The day all this happened was a Sabbath day. So some Jews said to the man who had been healed, Today is the Sabbath. It is against our law for you to carry your mat on the Sabbath day. But he answered, The man who made me well told me, Pick up your mat and walk. They asked him, Who? Is the man who told you to pick up your mat and walk. But the man who had been healed did not know who it was. There were many people there and Jesus had left. Later, Jesus found the man at the temple and said to him, See, you are well now, but stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. 15. Then the man left and went back to the Jews who questioned him. He told them that Jesus was the one who made him well. Jesus was doing all this on the Sabbath day. So these Jews began trying to make him stop. But he said to them, my father never stops working. And so I walk too. This made them even more determined to kill him. They thought it was bad enough that he was breaking the law about the Sabbath day. And now he was saying that God is his father, making him equal with God. But Jesus answered, I assure you that the son can do nothing alone. 
he does only what he sees his father doing. The son does the same things that his father does. The father loves the son and shows him everything he does. This man was healed, but the father will show the, great, the son greater things than these to do. Then you will all be amazed. 21. The father raises the dead and gives them life. In the same way, the son gives life to those he wants to. Also, the father judges no one. He has given the son power to do all the judging. God did this so that all people will respect the son the same as they respect the father. Anyone who does not respect the son does not respect the father. He is the one who sent the son. 24. I assure you, anyone who hears what I say and believes in the one who sent me has eternal life. They will not be judged guilty. They have already left death and have entered into life. Believe me, an important time is coming. That time is already here. People who are dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who listen will live. Life comes from the Father himself, so the Father has also allowed the Son to give life. And the Father has given him the power to judge all people because he is the Son of Man. 28. Don't be surprised at this. A time is coming when all people who are dead and in their graves will hear his voice. Then they will come out of their graves. Those who did good in this life will rise and have eternal life. But those who did evil will rise to be judged guilty. I can do nothing alone. I judge only the way I am told. And my judgment is right because I am not trying to please myself. I want only to please the one who sent me. 31. If I tell people about myself, they cannot be sure that what I say is true. But there is someone else who tells people about me. And I know that what he says about me is true. You sent me to John and he told you what is true. I don't know anyone to tell people about me, but I remind you of what John said so that you can be saved. John was like a lamp that burned and gave light, and you were happy to enjoy his light for a while. But I have a proof about myself that is greater than anything John said. The things I do are my proof. These are what my father gave to me. They show that the Father sent me, and the Father who sent me has given proof about me himself. But you have never heard his voice. You have never seen what it looks like. The Father's teaching does not live in you because you don't believe in the one the Father sent. You carefully study the scriptures. You think that they give you eternal life. These same scriptures tell about me. Or you refuse to come to me to have that life. 41. I don't want praise from you or any other human, but I know you. I know that you have no love for God. I have come from my father and speak for him, but you don't accept me. But when other people come speaking only for themselves, you accept them. You like to have praise from each other. 
but you never try to get the praise that comes from the only God. So how can you believe? Don't think that I will be the one to stand before the Father and accuse you. Moses is the one to accuse you, and he is the one you hoped would save you. If you really believed Moses, you would believe me because he wrote about me. 47, which is the last verse. But you don't believe what he wrote, so you can't believe what I say. May the Lord bless the reading of his word to us. Amen. 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 I really like this chapter, actually. Very interesting. Uh, but two things I really want to point out to us um, is, the first one is, you know, when Jesus was asking the man if he wanted to get well, and he was giving excuses like uh, as to why he hasn't received his healing, nobody to push him there. Uh, whenever he gets up to get into the water, someone gets ahead of him and all of that. But Jesus never asked him why he hasn't been well. He has, do you want to be well? Do you want to be healed? Just like he's asking you and I, do you want to be healed? Do you want this? He is not asking you why you haven't gotten this, uh, why the delay in your life, because he knew. Jesus knew the man has been there for 38 years, for a very long time. He knew. Jesus is not asking you for any excuses. Why your family was unfortunate, why you have never been married, why you haven't ha had a child, you know, why you haven't gotten admission, why you haven't gotten your, uh, your immigration approved. You know, he never asked us the why. He's just asking, do you want this miracle or not? Do you want your marriage back or not? Do you want your job back or not? Do you want your health restored? So Jesus is asking us to look beyond all of this excuses because that's what he wants us to look beyond all of these complaints. And the second point was when Jesus said, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was well. So this immediate miracle, miracle happened through trust and obedience. Trust and obedience. Jesus poured Clive into him. He trusted him because of his track record of doing good. Do you trust God? When you pray, to God, do you trust God that your answer is yes and amen? Do you trust God enough to, after praying, to go see your doctor for a checkup? Like, I want to check, I, I, I think I'm pregnant now. I, I, I think, yes, I'm pregnant. Or to the extent of when God said you're going to get settled maritally this year. Do you trust God enough to start going to shop to make, you know, arrangements, start planning for your wedding? When God said, yes, you are fruitful, do you trust God enough to start shopping for your babies? Do you really trust God that you are completely healed? 
and you are still not using your mouth to tell them, yeah, I don't even know how I'm feeling today. Yeah, like, I think I'm having, I'm depressed, or I'm having migraine, I'm having this. I'm, do you trust God enough to speak life into yourself, into your own life, that you are healed? And when he said, pick up your bed, the man picked it up immediately. Obedience. What is that thing God is saying to you? And how are you obeying his word, his, his instruction towards you? Obedience is, is an act of worship. And disobedience is an act of rebellion. One gives life, another gives destruction. But the choice is always ours. Many still complain, yeah, God, yeah, I've been waiting, I've been praying on God, I've been waiting on God, and nothing is happening. Are you sure nothing is happening, or you are the one not happening? What is that instruction God has given to you? Where has God sent you to? That you think, no, me, I cannot go there. Who has God sent you to? That you say, no, no, I can't even go to that person. Why would I talk to this person? Nah. Oh, that your ego has, has actually stagnated you. From reaching your, 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 your blessings, your miracles. I have come to submit to us also that, see, no amount of, you know, prophecy or prayers or intercession that has been, you know, that has been actually rained on us. Even if it is Pope that, that lays his hands on you, a prophet, a bishop, which, whoever, lays his hands of healing or deliverance on you. But if you don't believe, the miracle will not happen. And not just believe, but you have to take a step of faith through obedience, through trust. The man took a step of faith it took up his mat and it worked. What is that thing you are praying for? You've been praying. And God is saying to you, I want you to take that step of faith. You've been hoping all this while. But this is the time for you to take action. It's just accommodation. Start going for house shopping. Is it for um, uh, whatever it is? Start doing the shopping. A step of faith is a ministry. Start going on platforms. May the Lord bless his word to us today in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you because um, you have spoken to us. And we thank you for the heart that understands. We thank you for the hair that hears. And uh, we pray, O oh Lord, that we will not be the hearer of the word alone, but the doers of your word in the name of Jesus. And grant us the grace to always be a light in our world in the name of Jesus. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Have a nice day, people, and stay connected. Bye.